Today in Science from Wired. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Physics Face Off, The Momentum Principle versus Newton's Second Law by Retta Lane. Consider the following physics problem. An object with a mass of one kilogram and a velocity of one meters per second in the x direction has a net force of one newton pushing on it, also in the x direction. What will the velocity of the object be after one second? Yes, I am using simple numbers because the numbers aren't the point. Let's solve this simple problem two ways. For the first method, I will use Newton's second law. Using this equation, I can get the acceleration of the object in the x-direction. I'll skip the details, but it should be fairly easy to see that it would have an acceleration of one meter per second squared. Next, I need the definition of acceleration in the x-direction. Oh, and just to be clear, I'm trying to be careful about these equations since they are inherently vector equations. With a starting velocity of one meter per second and an acceleration of one meter per second squared for one second, the final velocity in the x direction would be two meters per second. Great, right? Now for the second method. Using the momentum principle, this says that a net force changes the momentum of an object. The one-dimensional momentum is the product of the object's mass and velocity, at least for speeds much slower than the speed of light. The initial momentum of the object is one kilogram meter per second and with a force of one n for one second. The final momentum is two kilograms per meters per second. Dividing this momentum by the mass gives a final x velocity of two meters per second, the same as before. Okay, now you have a basic feeling for the momentum principle and Newton's second law. Which method is better? Great question. Let me go over some of the key things to consider. The momentum principle works at high speeds. I mean really high speeds. Not fast like a bullet, but fast like a cosmic particle that comes crashing into our atmosphere fast. If you want to model the forces on a particle moving near the speed of light, 3 times 10 to the 8th power meters per second, then the plain version of Newton's second law doesn't work. However, the momentum principle still works if you use a better definition of momentum. Instead of just the product of mass and velocity, Momentum can be defined when c represents the speed of light. The cool thing is that in this definition of momentum, it also works for super slow objects like a rocket. 
If the velocity of the object is much smaller than the speed of light, all that stuff on the bottom of the expression is approximately equal to 1, and you get the previous definition of momentum. Momentum is a conserved quantity. In physics, we like to calculate things that are conserved. A conserved quantity is something that stays the same in a system if there are no external interactions. Yes, momentum is one of these quantities. If you have a system consisting of multiple particles that only interact with other particles in the system, then the total vector momentum of this system is constant. Yes, it's a big deal. In the introductory physics course, there are two other conserved quantities that we look at, the angular momentum and energy. So, by focusing on the momentum principle instead of Newton's second law, it emphasizes conserved quantities. I think that's a good thing. Newton's laws are about Aristotle. Yes, Aristotle, you know, that Greek philosopher. If you like, you can think about Newton's laws of motion as a response to the other common idea of motion. Aristotle's laws of motion. Aristotle basically said that forces and motion worked like this. The natural state of an object is to remain at rest. If you push on an object with a constant force, it moves at a constant speed. If you stop pushing on an object, it will stop moving. Newton's first law says that the natural state of an object is to be at a constant velocity, and the second law states that there is a relationship between the net force and the acceleration of an object. So, in a sense, these are a response to Aristotle. With that being said, perhaps it's better to just skip the whole Aristotle thing. Oh, sure, many people still have the same ideas about force and motion that Aristotle had, but I like just starting over from scratch and using the momentum principle instead. What's wrong with the momentum principle? There is a problem with the momentum principle. It's not all unicorn dust and rainbows. The first problem is that of communication. A colleague recently pointed out that when someone uses the momentum principle, it's clear that person has used the textbook Matter and Interactions, Chabay and Sherwood published by Wiley. I've previously explained why I like this textbook so much, but one of the big differences is the use of the momentum principle. By using the momentum principle for cases that could also be modeled with Newton's second law, we add a new set of vocabulary and terminology. If you aren't used to talking about physics in this way, it can sort of make others feel like it's a different language. Of course, it's not really that different, but initial impressions can make a big difference. This is especially true for people just learning about forces and motion. So in a way, you could say that using the momentum principle is like taking a step backwards when you're trying to explain some cool idea. But still, in the end, these two methods are essentially the same thing. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.